Hey Sudbury, Dave Kurt, broker of record with Lake City Realty, back on the mic for another episode of the Sudbury Real Estate Podcast. guys for uh hanging around i had a week guys it was uh definitely a tough day especially yesterday it was the day that we had to say goodbye to rocky the sixth member of our family i didn't grow up with a dog but after after having rocky as part of our family for the last six years man they are just truly special beings seeing the bond that exists between a dog and especially with newborn kids it it's seeing that kid grow up and truly embody the definition of man's best friend or boy's best friend in my cases. It's truly something that words cannot express. They, 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 they have so much love to give. Our life is super busy between coaching hockey and everyone's playing on the weekends and school and tutor and all that stuff that we have. But Rocky was just that constant peace that was at our house all the time. And even like as, as, as time, as the last few days and a few weeks kind of, you know, came to the end where we knew that he was getting sicker and sicker, we, I I truly took a look and I'm just like, man, you've got so much love to give us. And like the amount of love that I gave back, I felt like it was one tenth of the love that I wish I would have had a chance to give him. But no matter what we gave him, he just gave so much back to us. And we were truly lucky to have him in our lives. It is an absolutely amazing experience to have a family pet like a dog and uh, something that, I, again, I didn't get a chance when I was growing up, but to be able to give that to our kids and, and to be able to see it for ourselves and my wife and myself, it was, it's, it's just remarkable and I'm, and I'm truly blessed to have Rocky in our lives. Locally, what else? Try to have a talk with a happier note there. It was a rough day for me yesterday. But locally, we've got the big Skate with Santa event this Saturday at the NHA, the old RHP uh, indoor hockey rink on Kelly Lake Road for those that haven't been there or haven't seen our invite. But pop by any time between 10 a.m. and noon. We've got Santa that's going to be skating around on the ice. It's basically like a public skate. Come by, lace your skates up, lace the kids' skates up, get on the ice, see Santa, take a couple pictures. Uh, there will be hot chocolate, coffee, and some tidbits and that kind of stuff. So hopefully you guys get a chance to be there. As uh, November drew to an end, guys, I, I got to say, I almost had like, I almost had tears in my eyes at how proud of my office I was. Um, we ran all November long the, the, coat, the winter coat drive for inter, with, tied up with inner city homes. And I can't say of how proud I am just to see how everybody really rose up just did such an excellent job of, of getting out there in the community, making an impact and to, to get as many coats as we could. At the end of the day, we had more than 900 coats and more than 1,300 winter, winter items when I started counting hats and mitts and, and, and those kind of things. We're gonna be distributing these to the, with the help of inner city homes coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I can't, I can't think of a time I've been more proud of our staff and our agents for doing such an amazing job giving back to the community. I always say to our agents that it's Lake City being that local fabric of the community company that's our true superpower. 
um, compared to a lot of other, our competition with the big franchises. And this kind of event, when we can step up and do this kind of good work for, for Sudbury, is exactly what I'm, what, what I'm most proud of from our agents. On a national level, we are seeing some continued positive signs that we might have hit a breaking point with the economy. The latest numbers on personal expenditures came out this week for Canadians, and they were smaller than the predicted and the second lowest level of the year. But beyond that, it's the big bad Fed boss, Jerome Powell, who said, I guess it was just on Wednesday, that he said that they're having success getting costs under control, as well as the rate hike in the U.S. might be smaller than people have predicted. And last but not least, he said that after that, they could be pausing and maybe even ending rate hikes. That caused the financial markets to rally and push higher with confidence injected back in the markets. That was a great uh, press conference that happened just this week. But what's happening in our local real estate market? Take a peek at our stats from uh, last week if those are, that are following with our newsletter. But uh, it's it, like we definitely saw the market slow down and it's been continued to slow down over the last little while. We saw that reflected the number of sales. This week we had 22 sales. Last week we had 31 sales. This week we had 20 conditional deals, last week was 19. There's 11 multiple offers this weekend, last week. Uh, 41 new listings, but our total listings went from 209 last week to 201 this week. But what are my five takeaways for the week? Let's jump right into it. Sales are down this week, which is to be expected getting closer to the holidays. Just as I said last week, the buyers have more power than, they, than even they can understand. The most interesting point on sales is the percentage of multiple offers. We saw this week spike to back to 50%. Previously, it was like in that 30% range. Why is this happening? What's going on in the market? It's not shifting to back to a seller's market or anything like that. But what I see happening is the sellers that are really serious about selling right now are saying, what strategy do I need to use to get and make sure my house is going to sell in the next few days? And when they're taking the strategy, they're underpricing their home, even beyond what the agents are probably saying, this is comparative market value for your current house in this marketplace. They're listing below that to make, to make sure that they get that buzz and that excitement from the buyers, which will ultimately result in maybe a bidding war or at least market price or better sale price. Second takeaway for this week is uh, last week we saw 19 conditional pending deals. And this week we only had 22 sales. And um, again, I'm, not, I'm sure not all those 19 deals ended up going from conditional to firm because some people might not have got their financing or they backed out because of home inspections or maybe because of cold feet because we're seeing that kind of come back to the marketplace. But it is very interesting to see that almost the, every single one of those sales, the 22 sales this week, were probably at a certain point conditional. Maybe the odd one was a cash offer, but that's in a complete 180 versus what the marketplace was a few months ago even. Even when things were down, you'd see buyers put cash offers on places to try to flex their muscles and say, this is my strength in the marketplace. Now, the big question that I have is, do sellers care? Do sellers see the value in a conditional versus an unconditional offer? Or are they just looking at that price on page one of their agreement of purchase and sale? A lot of sellers are pretty firm on they need to get their price and that's fine. But in the old day marketplace, pre-COVID or pre that huge ramp up and the huge pullback, a lot of times it would be say, okay, well, this number might not be where you want it to be, but the ability to say yes puts the sold sign up right away. I've seen multiple deals fall apart in the last seven days from cold feet. They might have a home inspection in there, but it's it, they're, they're, the buyers are just walking away because they, they're not sure and they just want to, they don't have the confidence in the marketplace. So 
I don't think sellers are properly valuing cash offers if they're presented in, the, in this current marketplace, but it's going to be interesting to see if that becomes a thing more in the, few, in the next few weeks or few months. Takeaway three this week is median, mean versus median. If I recall back to what is it, like grade nine conversations, mean, median, and mode when we talked about averages. But the stats for November finally got reported. So I pulled up the average sale price for a home in 2022, which is the mean average, and I got a response of 476,000 bucks. That doesn't cut it though. That doesn't feel right. I was thinking back and I know Q1, there was a lot of sales happening and the prices were certainly influenced by high sales and a lot of the sales happening, high sale prices and a lot of the sales happening. And then Q2 happens, prices were pretty still, strong still, but that's when the majority of the houses sell in that spring marketplace. So there's a lot of homes that sold 500 or plus uh, when that was kind of the average in the marketplace. And there was a lot of volume of those homes selling. So I said, let, I wanted to search out what the median was. And again, if we try to think back to what mean, median, and mode are, the median is like when we get rid of all the high numbers and we get rid of all the, the, the low numbers, what's that, that average number, that uh, what's that average sale price of, of the most common number of sales? 430,000. And I think that's the number that's much better representation of the average sale price in this marketplace. If you follow the MLS Home Price Index, which I've been a big fan of, actually, our tech chair went to introduce and I said, why are we even doing this? This is not a relevant data to this every marketplace. I've loved every minute of having it, but I don't love the stats per se because they're very influenced by Manitoulin Island and French River and all over the place. But it's, those numbers are coming back actually that they don't have November's data in yet, but for October it's 403 for an average sale price. And again, this is bigger than just Sudbury. This is the, the, the stats that I'm counting. I'm counting Sudbury, Garson, uh, uh, Wanabate, I'm counting Walden, but I'm not counting French River, um, uh, Highway 17 East and West, like beyond the kind of the city of core. Um, I'm just trying to look for a specific to local data, but that, that 430 for that median number, I think is much more in line with where the true numbers are at. Takeaway four, this week we saw the perfect example play out of buyers looking for that magazine type home. We saw a renovated home in Upper Lively sell with a bid more, apparently five offers for the high 300s. And that exact same house is available and has been available for weeks, just not with the upgraded floors and the kitchen and the bathrooms and things like that. Um, and you could have bought this house for about $80,000 cheaper and it's still available right now. Like it's like, it's, it's crazy that the house that's fully finished will get the, the crazy activity and the house that's not finished needs the work. And even in that, that budget of 80,000, it might even let people do the work to the property might be able to, to like, would be a much better investment. It's going to be lower payments, especially when debt costs so much, but the buyers aren't drawn to that. They're drawn to that magazine lifestyle. They want what's new, what's shiny, and, and, and that's been okay over the last number of years, especially when rates were so low and then basically you're using banks' money, which is free money. But when the, when the pendulum swings back to where actually money costs a lot more, and again, just to reference back, it used to cost me 400 bucks to borrow 100 grand. Now it's costing me over $700 to borrow that same $100,000. So the, when, when the cost to borrow that money continues to rise and, and go up like pretty significantly, Will the buyers shift their their criteria on what they'll accept? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. We don't know that play out for sure yet. But I think that there's going to be a lot of situations where like maybe not even a flipper, but somebody goes in and renovates kitchens and bathrooms and stuff like that. They're going to look for the premiums. 
They're not going to say, I'm okay to take what the market average is. And either houses aren't going to sell. They might choose, if they can't get that premium, maybe they rent it out or whatever. I don't think that they'll be motivated to, to slash their prices to go to what the the, the other houses that are, are the, the average uh, homes they're going to be selling from the marketplaces. So I have a feeling we're going to see buyers, especially in that entry level price point, shift their what they're okay t- uh, taking on. And this is, this is a healthy thing to go back to something where take less debt on, end up in a cheaper property and maybe you're going to fix the kitchen in three years from now maybe you're going to do the bathroom next year with a little sweat equity takeaway five where does the market go from here i took a look at sales numbers for the last few decembers and i noticed a few things last year was crazy which is kind of be expected the market in general is crazy but even two years ago it was consistently busy right up until the last week before christmas at that time the market slowed right down which is again to be expected when santa claus has come when you don't want to be there with buyers this year, we have the perfect storm with massive increase in the cost of lending, questions about are we going into a recession, as well as the holiday season. But let's hand, tackle these one at a time. And actually, I'll start with the, the last one, the holiday season. The holiday season's here. It's, it's Christmas. We're not going to avoid it. There's seasonality to the marketplace. And tip, like as we get closer to Christmas, buyers don't like to be out of minus 40 weather. Sellers don't even like the idea of being people being in their homes. We find fewer opportunities to sell. That's why we see tons of expired listings right in December especially because a lot of people are saying if I can't get my house sold I'm going to pull it off I'm going to go back you know maybe in January or February or something like that so we're not going to get around the fact that it's Christmas we know that there's going to be a slowdown we know that houses always there's always buyers looking and sellers selling and my first three years in the business I sold houses on Christmas every one of those three years wasn't fun for my family and that's when I was out there grinding and putting probably too much work in but it's like houses sell all time of the year you know, maybe over the Christmas holidays, something that's good coming up for a transfer, they've got the time off with their family, so they'll be here looking as well. The second part is, are we going to the recession? This is scary, and it's got a lot of people nervous about where things are going. It's not just myself in real estate, it's people in the financial sector, it's people in the sales sector, it's people all, all across the board. I know people are pointing, like, I see a lot of TikTok videos or even Instagram videos from even other agents locally that are like, well, but look at the jobs, the jobs are so healthy. And it's, it's true, the jobs have been healthy. The jobs are just one indication of things though. And I think that like a lot of employers are seeing on the horizon, they need to be cautious with where they're spending money because they know, they can see the writing on the wall that we are going to be into slower times ahead. Now there's some positives to take there. And I pointed those positives out in the early part of this. So, you know, we hit consumer expectations with, uh, the, uh, the, the, with how much consumers are spending in Canada. That number was back. The Fed is seeming actually pretty bullish on not things things not being quite as bad as they originally you know thought they were going to be so i think we could be in a better place around the recession than we actually uh, we actually even thought we were that goes back to uh uh garth turner who's a daily read a must read for me every single day uh i usually i tuck the kids in and while the last one's tucking in i'm getting some snuggles and i just pull up my phone and pull up his uh, greater fool blog but from his perspective he's like 2023 is going to be a better year financially than a lot of people predict. You see, he's still pretty negative about the housing market. He said there's a lot to be done and a lot to be figured out from the housing market perspective. And I got to agree with him still. Um, but in gen- in terms of the financial marketplace, he said, like, if we are going into recession, it's going to be short-lived, it's going to be shallow, and then we're going to get out of it in a hurry. Those are That's pretty big positives there. And the last one we talked about was the idea of the, the rate increases. 
The rate increases are real. Like I said before, the cost of borrowing 100,000 bucks now used to be 400, now it's over 700. Like this is significant differences. People aren't buying $100,000 mortgages, they're averaging three or $400,000 mortgage, which is a difference of, you know, 700, 900 bucks a month that people are taking on for debt. And like, not a lot of buyers that I know are just buying and like, oh, what am I gonna do with this extra 900 bucks that's in my bank account at the end of the month? Usually people are living closer to paycheck to paycheck. And that's not a great thing, especially with the cost of money increasing. Now, I do think that we're closer to seeing the end of the rate hikes than we even think. Again, based on one of, one of my other favorite podcasts, the Looney Podcast, they say that Mr. Market's built in about a 1% increase. Um, in the betting on, say there's about a 1% increase coming, that there's going to be a Bank of Canada increase next week, probably about a 0.5 increase, and then two quarter points is what a lot of people are predicting in 2023. But that's it. And for a long time, I've been talking about how prices will continue to decline until we get rates level out which could be sooner than we think. That's a pretty big positive there. And I think that if we think about the market from that perspective, we could be closer to seeing the bottom than we even realize. Things will be slow, number of units will be down. It will be a lot tougher to sell your home. You know, there's gonna be a lot of agents that aren't doing work and things like that from that perspective, but the actual price points could be closer to the bottom than we even think, which is a positive for me going into this. So that's where like, some quick brief thoughts in terms of where the market's heading and those based on those three points that I kind of identified there. Anyway, though, that's just my two cents on what I think is going on in the marketplace. Not financial advice at all. Feel free to consult somebody that's a qualified uh, financial expert that, that knows your personal situation. But if you want real estate advice, that's what I'm here to help with. Come chat with me, send me a DM, give me a comment on the YouTube videos in the uh, or the uh, podcast. Uh, or send me a, a DM on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. I'm out there and I'm happy to chat with you. Until next week, Sudbury, have a good one.